0: How are we, Greg? Good. All right, first, I guess I'm going to segue with a little bit of an announcement. (laughs) What I have in my hand is a note, uh, note cards and pens. I'm going to pass them out. Um, The leadership had a meeting on Thursday where um, a a man named Keith Widman came. Um, He used to be the executive director of volunteers in medicine up until this last year. He left volunteers in medicine. Um, and being with my volunteer resource background now um, and all y'all want to be motivated to do things for the kingdom, what I'd like you to do with this card is just simply write your name um, and then beside your name, if you would put preferred contact information and then right beside that what you're passionate about. And that will help me um, try and target you or you into a different passion to serve our community. And that's kind of what we're going to. With the coat drive coming, it's been a big event for the living room. Um, And I would like to know like, what target areas in our, for lack of better words, social service assistance people um, to know what you're passionate about and and try and help you plug into serving the kingdom that way. So if you would put your name, uh, preferred contact information, and what you're passionate about. Whether An example, if it's kids, if it's homelessness, if it's hunger. Make it very broad, very generic, um, because we're going to hopefully be a little more targeted in how we serve people from the living room. And I appreciate that because I've been doing outside the wall stuff for two or three years now, um, and I am tired of band-aiding people's stuff, and I feel that the people that are in this room are qualified to show their hearts to the community, and that's what I want to see happen. I don't want some. I don't want to have to ask somebody, hey, can you fold flyers for Eastside Community Center because they're helping people? You know, if that's not something that you might want to do, or you want to serve in a line, so make it broad, and then we'll have a meeting here in the next couple weeks or so of outside the walls and and try and see how we can fit people in for the upcoming coat drive. Okay? Uh, Start here, go around. Hopefully, there's enough cards in there. If there's not, there's some uh, over on the counter, and we'll get that to you. Um, Another thing that I want to pass around, um, and I'm going to wait a little bit, but uh, what I'm I'm about to do is going to be a little different for for me. Um, I'm not used to standing up and speaking in front of a whole lot of people. Um, but I've been told that I'm good at it, so here we go. I'm going to pray first, all right? Father, I ask that you keep me humble in how I present what you want me to do today. I ask that you open my heart and my mind to give and, and let flow through me the message that you would have. I pray, Father, to be the vessel. I pray for the people hearing your message that they would open their ears and hearts to understand the kingdom. I pray, Father, for uh, strength as I go forward um, to do what I need to do here and outside of this church. And I pray that the rest of us, all of us together as a community, can be that beacon and that light here in this neighborhood, here in our community as Columbus, and as it grows a much larger thing and encompasses the world. I thank you for the knowledge and understanding you've given me, and I pray just to get out of the way, Lord. And let you speak. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay. Uh, Some of you will know some of this stuff. I I thought the best way to do this is I haven't stood up here before. So I figured I'd give you a little background on my prayer walk. Um, I was raised Catholic. uh, Staunchly. In a house where my mother was Catholic. And my father was Southern Baptist who didn't go to church. But, uh... Through that process of 18 years, 17, 18 years, I really got burnt on the idea or understanding of what prayer was. Um, I really didn't grab hold of the church um, until I was much older in life and had a crazy one and uh, reevaluated my prayer walk. So with that being said, I was very much wrapped up into rote prayer, get her done sort of thing. I think a lot of us know about that aspect of the Catholic Church. But the part I didn't really get that kind of burnt me forever um, was the understanding that I learned from them that I got to talk through a man to connect with God when I'm sinning um, or get this repercussions and they hand me 10 hell Marys, 20 Our Fathers to go and, and say. And I never really connected through that um, process growing up. I, uh, I did run into a really cool priest when I was a teenager um, that I believe really kind of operated outside the traditions of the church. And he took hold of me personally um, because I was a troubled kid. I didn't know this, but my mom, he'd call my mom when I was out at the rectory drunk and uh, be like, he's okay, I'll make sure he gets home. And, but the compassion in the way he walked helped me see that prayer was different than I was taught. And I didn't see it till much later in life, even as in how to figure it out. So with that said, uh, the Catholic Church, and then I went way crazy. I wasn't, uh, you know, I went way crazy. I I, I didn't go to church. I said lots of crazy things. But the part I want to share, which which is kind of hard to relate to you without probably freaking you out, um, short. I always wanted to seek the truth, I found out, when I became a believer. I didn't realize that for a long time. Um, When I was 12, 13 years old, I wanted to be a Catholic priest. Um, And then I found out I couldn't have a wife, and enough said about that. Um, Second, (laughs) second that I learned um, in that time, it was weird, because... They were redoing the church, and I wanted an altar in my room. Um, And so I got a side altar out of the Catholic Church, and I started this little thing in my room. I didn't understand this as possibly prayer at the time, okay? But it was weird. I had Jesus with no feet statue over here, you know, and I had Buddha over here. Um, And I didn't know really what I was doing, Um, but it it gave me this passion to seek the truth outside of, Staying in one place. And that's what happened. Unfortunately, (laughs) it led me all crazy. Um, Jumping time a little bit. uh, I started practicing witchcraft. Okay? Because I'm seeking the truth in every which way. Um, I learned the power of prayer, unfortunately, through that. And what I mean by that is speaking out loud to manipulate people's brains. Okay? Okay? that's what I learned. And I was selfish in it. So I used information to get my way or to lead people however. And it was ugly and scary. But it was the first time in my life, and I was probably 19, 20 years old at this time. It was the first time in my life I sat in a group of people and they just kept coming and wanting, you know, these things and and understanding. And it was a point in time where I just had to say, stop, I'm done. I'm not that. I'm not this person that can lead people and do this. Um, so enough of the crazy understanding part. All right, I have a way-whacked understanding about prayer. Um, and I think I'm thankful for that. Um, the reason I'm thankful for that is as I traveled once I became a believer, about 30, um, I realized that as the church taught it, there was no, not a whole lot of heart. There was not a whole lot of connecting to the kingdom through my prayers. Even after I started a re- regimen of understanding what prayer was to me. Um, I kept hearing the words we've heard recently. Uh, pray all the time. Be in this constant state of mind. And these avenues. But no one's really helped or or, or explained how this process happens. And, oops. I, uh, I believe that it's a very individual thing. I believe that it's one of those disciplines um, that I adhere to that is very uh, manicured by the Lord to me. And now that I've grown a little bit, I've been sharing these things. The bigger piece was when Angie and I decided after becoming believers to go to the house of prayer. Um, and having a relationship with quite a few people before we really got involved that were involved in the house of prayer. And it uh, it was an interesting experience. It set the groundwork for me to be okay to do and follow the Lord as my heart saw fit. And then they gave us some structure around how to do that. Um, I've seen weird things happen through prayer in my house in other people's houses, um, and ultimately, I want to get to the point of understanding that this is just a vessel to do whatever it's supposed to for the Lord, right? Prayer has been one of those things that has changed from this this way to this way to this way to where I personally do it the way that I do now, and I don't know, honestly, a whole lot of people who follow the same process okay, um, I do notice that there's a lot of people who have the same pieces, but they might not flow the same way, one of the things that was essential, um, in my, in my walk was understanding that our fathers got all authority over our lives, and, uh, yes, praise God, um, But the hard parts of that is, is when you've been anti-authoritarian and rebellious all your life. With an example of a father that we won't go into right now. um, You know, I had this very scarred understanding of who the father was. And Jesus got in the way for me, that name, because of my upbringing. You know, it just did. Every time Jesus came up, I had this really got to listen to this guy that walked around. He's not, you know, I went through that process even to understand him as an authority, as my brother walking on the planet, opposed to the Godhead that he is also. And so to bring both of those things together for me, um, the house of prayer did that. Uh, One thing that I would suggest as an avenue is first and foremost, uh, ask God for the understanding of using prayer as something to refine you in the process that he's given you to go through. Um, It sucks. It really does. But on the other side of that, I might have these roller coasters that happen, right? We all do. And you got this base when you start. You're like down here, you're this baby, and you don't know, it's kind of shaky. But as you grow in your communication with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that level of joy just seems to take a step up, no matter what hits me. And a lot of you have come to know me. I I get kind of emotional and kind of out of whack. Um, And that's okay. My ride's been very wild. I'm used to handling that type of stuff. Um, And then centering myself around people. Uh, that are stronger than me in this piece of prayer has been essential, i.e. my wife. Um, She's probably the biggest prayer warrior I personally know in my life. Thank God, because that's her job for me, right? She's to help cover me, you know? So when I went to the house of prayer, um, I'll be honest. I mean, the people I hung out with were hippie type. They were leading worship, you know, at the house of prayer under this really cool leadership. But they had this format that just kind of, wow, that's kind of hard. Hard to do, hard to be committed to. But on the other side of that, if you found your passion in their process, it was really easy to sit in the house to prayer and pray for two hours at a time, especially between 2 and 4 a.m. Because, wow, things move in the spirit when people are sleeping, it seems like, you know. So to bring it up a little bit and bring it to where it's at today, um, there's times, uh, I, I just, I get lost because I've opened myself up. I need somebody's head hits, you know, a name hits me, like, you know, Sharma's going through this or Herb's going through whatever. And just recognizing that it's as simple as taking a moment and saying, bless them, Lord. I know they're having a hard time. That's prayer, right? In the moment, being sensitive to the spirit in you, not sitting down and You you know, you don't have to subscribe to anything anybody's told you before. Find that out with the Lord. Find that out with the Lord. And you're going to walk and grow because you're committed to the Lord. Not necessarily a process some agency or organization has told you to do. Let the Lord have some freedom in your life. Um, Prayer has led me into some interesting avenues um, since I've come to Columbus And I I guess that's where I need to go now. Um, I didn't want to be up here, and I knew I had to be a long time ago before I came here because my process at the House of Prayer, I took a year and a half in spiritual leadership, business leadership, all these things, kind of a massive two-hour class every Sunday for a year and a half to understand the process of what God's created me to be as a man. It was for men seeking the heart of David. And that's what I've done now for a long time um, since I was there. I want my heart to be like David's because of what God said about him. Being the one man who had a heart after God. And as messed up as David was, I could relate to him. Okay? So that was the process of the leadership to get to where I'm at. But that didn't mean I adhered to that process very well. But what they gave us was something Angie mentioned um, well, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, you know, and it was the uh, apostolic prayers. Now, it was easy for me to grab hold of the understanding of this because, again, I was engulfed in culture that was walking like this. Since I've come to Columbus, though, and not being engulfed in that structure, it's been hard for me to get back on track, and I think that's what I want to share with prayer. Prayer is, like, any other discipline we do, we are either good at it, but we usually get worse at it for a while. It's an ebb and flow like anything else. And what's helped me the most is um, understanding the simple part of just stopping. Sometimes, even if it's going down the road, and I don't mean like driving, of course, but stopping in that moment and, and whatever he's telling me to do, I, I pray about it. Um... How did I get to that point? I mean, I would work when I would go to... I would, okay, bigger picture. I became a watchman on the wall, is what they called it. Um, and what that piece of the, uh, the House of Prayer ministry was, was there was a group of people that were dedicated to come to the House of Prayer and take a two-hour segment and just pray for different things. And there was a list that you would have to create a structure for me. See, I had to walk up here with this piece of paper that had a list, pray for this church. We picked one from the community, you know, so we hit them every, all of them within the year. Um, Pray for our town, pray for our country, pray for whatever. There was a list that was updated kind of weekly that we would have to go in there and say that piece. Now, you can imagine a piece of paper, and most of us in prayer are like, done. Well, what do you do when you have a piece of paper and you've gone through the ritual part, you know, and hopefully you've engaged your heart with the Lord in that process so you're effective as an intercessory prayer person for those things, or you get just lost. I mean, this this only took like five, ten minutes out of a ten-hour thing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And there was a piece that helped me, and that's what I'm going to pass out here a little bit because they did give us a list of, out of the Word, the the first part side of this list are the prayers the Apostle prayed. Okay? To the Father. Okay? To the Father. And the second um, part is... The prayers on the backside of this piece of paper are Jesus' prayers to help build us, to encourage us, the promises that God was given audibly through his mouth to us for us to understand. And unfortunately, I'm not a techie guy. That's why we have papers. Um, but the thing I want you to see in the papers is it's all over it, it's all over the Bible. It's, it's not something that just happened after Jesus came. This is something that we've been doing traditionally as believers since the beginning of time, which gives us a lot of different avenues when you look at the cultures that it went through on how they did their part of prayer. Um, so for me, the process at the house of prayer really ingrained in me the word of God that applied to the prayer walk. Um, there's another aspect, all kinds of aspects to prayer, right? Whether it's praise or um, intercessory or uh, encouragement, seeking encouragement from the Lord, um, and really, ultimately, what 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 happened was was walking amongst people that shared the common way they did, with the understanding. That there was room for me to grow personally. A lot of us get stuck. I told you how to do this, Steve. You need to do it this way, or it won't work. Right? I heard that all my life, <laughs> all my life, on every front. You know. And when I when I subscribed to the process of being refined, um, and really seeking after those things to shake off, prayer was essential. Because I don't know about you guys, but if I started looking at everything I needed to change to become that person everybody tells us we need to be out here, it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. Um, The aspect that's been hard for me, um, honestly, uh, has been the when you're going to slow down enough to pay attention to me prayer. That's really, really what has happened. And those of you I've walked with the last two, three years, um, that's been what I've been trying to focus on. How do I slow down when he tells me to slow down, when I'm this busy and pay attention? You know? um, It's been an incredible ride, obviously, because I'm still standing here alive (laughs) and doing what I do. Um... I really want to try and pick, well, okay. I was going to try and stay away from coffee during this, but I just can't. I just can't. I, I, and and the reason I want to bring this up is because it encompasses 15 years, which I've only been walking for 16, okay? And I think this is the, why the Lord's done this, and I really prayed about this a lot. I went and roasted coffee yesterday, well, Friday. And I really prayed about this as I was roasting coffee and talking to p- these two guys that were there. <sighs> Long story short, let's get some coffee background because it's the Lord's. I want to make that quite clear. I don't really want anything to do with it with my name or anything else. And the reason is, is Angie and I bit early on in our walk, went to this thing called One Fest. One Fest was birthed out of Cornerstone. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's a big Christian alternative. Yeah, there's drugs, there's alcohol, and there's sex going on at this thing, sort of thing. It's grown. It started from a street mission out of Chicago, okay? Well, we were excited because this is a new one. It might not have all that stuff. We don't want to take our – Olivia, I think she was three months old, yeah? Kaya, about a year and a half, two years. Um, When we went to this. And it was an incredible experience. We hadn't gone to the house. This is prior to even being involved at the house of prayer. Prior to anything. This was literally within the first two years of our walk. I did a little interesting thing where um, I ended up going into leadership at a Baptist church. And oh boy, that was not for me. It just wasn't. Um, There was a new church. But what happened when we went down to this event to get, get the ride that we had was incredible. The weather was crazy. Ollie ended up with sun poisoning. And they, I mean, it was, it was an intense moment, but something happened and it was through music. Um, oh wait, I didn't tell the mission, why we went. We were asked, we were part of a group of people, a small group that started the pro-life music festival in Northern Indiana. And he had started a magazine and we were in love with this band called Madison Green. And we had the opportunity to go and interview bands because of this magazine. Well, anyways, we met this incredible young lady. Never seen her before. She's from Florida. She's a huge Waterdeep fan. Okay. And I didn't understand prayer at much at all at that time. But I realize now as I look back, most of the weekend was that for how I deal with that now. So what happened was was... Waterdeep started this festival called Everyone's Fest and one, the organization of Cornerstone people decided to partner with that in, in Tennessee. And so Waterdeep had their own tent. But Fe- yeah, it was like Everyone's Fest with inside this. And of course, again, they are kind of like hippies and we love Bays, and they wore cassocks and it, w- it was an interesting experience. But... After worshiping with her, and the funny part about this girl was she worked for Starbucks in, <laughs> in Florida, all right? And she wanted to take me to get Starbucks. Okay, it was before I knew anything about coffee, really. I was just learning. But a vision happened. I had this um, moment in worship that I felt this freedom break off. And when that happened was Madison Green, this is ironic. So this is all building up to the coffee, why it's such a big deal to me. Um, they had set up this tent at this festival to be coffee house atmosphere. We were very close to Madison Green um, after this, but we had seen him a couple times. Um, and in the midst of worshiping, I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. I was fully engulfed in the spirit with no knowledge of what was going on with me. And the only reason why I say I don't know what's going on with me is what she told me I just didn't do anymore. I mean, I didn't dance like that. I didn't rip my shirt off like that. I didn't do these things. But there was freedom that happened for me in that. And then that night, um, this was a three-day event, that night I had this explicit vision because I was angry about a couple things, for one. I I hated the concept of summer camp for Christians being so stinking expensive. It made no sense to me. Well, anyways, I was given this large vision, which incorporated a coffee house. I had just started learning about the coffee process when this was happening by my friend in Northern Indiana. And he gave me this huge vision to steward and say coffee. And the words were, coffee will prosper you and your family in the kingdom. And I had no clue, I was freaked out. I had done so many drugs in my life that didn't even freak me out compared to this. Because I didn't know what to do. I, I was young in my faith of walking when, after I said yes to Jesus. Um, the part I wanted, the in-between two years before going there, I broke off because of prayer and my commitment, that process. And what happened for me was I didn't know how to pray. So I went to the toilet for a year. That was my start of the day, whether I had to go or not, because the guy that came into my house and gave me the plan of salvation said, Take this book, put it on your toilet. Utmost for his highest, by the way, is really cool. Um, it's a single page thing. And I did that for a year, it's dated. I did that for a year. And then prior to going to that event, it had got me into the place because I had read words I'd never seen before. I didn't read the Bible prior to this. It spawned me into reading the Word because I was—I had all these things. Can't read King James. Can't. I, I needed to hear from God. And I needed to figure out how can I hear from God? Because obviously what you've told me and you've told me I don't connect that way. So this happened at the festival, okay? And after talking, after that moment happened and talking and having this huge dream and this huge vision, um, I was extremely lost in understanding what I was supposed to do next. And then something weird happened um, on the way home, which had never happened to me before. Like I said, Waterdeep is an incredible minister to me, the band. And this girl, we'd never really heard of him. We'd heard a little bit of them before we went, I think. But we were excited because this girl gave us a CD. And we're, we need to come home. And the thing isn't over. And I really wanted to see Disciple really bad in the hardcore tent, you know. I really wanted to see some of these. But they weren't playing until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. But we had to leave because we had to come home. So everybody's asleep in the van, and I'm driving, listening to Waterdeep, and uh, I just started bawling. Now, I, I, I don't know why, I know why kind of at this point, but what really had happened to me in that festival time was this, you can hear God in all kinds of ways, Right? You can hear God in all kinds of ways. If your heart or your ears and your eyes, whatever, are in position to do that, okay? Um, it helped me break off the understanding that prayer existed before Christ. I love the Our Father. I just do. I mean, I was raised, It's. I can't get rid of it. It just won't go away because of my Catholic upbringing, you know? And... It, it, it's, it's one of those important ones that I think has been mistaught. I think a lot of us un- need to understand more that when Christ was here, he embodied three things. And we get stuck in one, two, or three, and we don't take the whole person as a whole. You know, um, but to get to that point, I had to come to understand what the Father was. I had to come to understand what the Holy Spirit was. It was easy. There's all kinds of ejam- examples of what Christ did and said, right? But to incorporate all those into this one person was really hard for me, and still is. But I've grown, we, we, we grow in different avenues to be able to hear the Father, be able to hear the Holy Spirit, and to be able to hear Jesus, and that just is confusing and overwhelming for me. So for me, because of the uh, understanding that I've grown to, um, I believe that you have to help people see the kingdom in their life. Because it speaks to us saying you have to hear the Father to even come to the Lord, right? Right? man how can you do that if you don't understand about a father or where his place is within Christ so that's a different dying you know it's die dy- what's that word guys it, it just it, it wrecked me for a long time because it was easy for me to see okay i know how to do the holy spirit there's examples of that i know how to now after my experience to understand the Father and what His love is for me. And not look at my father or his father or Eric Riddle for that answer. Okay? So when I walk with people now, um, so many people that we assist in the world, in the name of Jesus, is so burnt. Um, I don't want to shut that avenue anymore for people to hear. And it's beautiful when you start pointing out through prayer because you've walked with people as messed up as they are. um, When you walk with them intimately, you understand where they walk and how to help them. And you have to be in tune with that through prayer with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, okay, the example of watching this come to fruition in my life. Uh, The big one's Tony presently. I sure, and she would not care. I talked to Ty, Tyler yesterday. He went to North Indiana Roasted Coffee with me the last couple of days. Okay, he's had a rough one. But uh, it helped me see how much this works. Tony was a drug addict on needle for a long time. Okay, a long time. When we brought her out of the garage, her 15-year-old son, working, she couldn't. You'd think I would attack the needle, right? Get her off the needle, because that's what everybody would do, get her off the worst thing that we appear to have seen in her life to stop. I didn't do that. The Lord can only do that because I know that in my own walk, right? Jesus can only do that. But Tony and I met on a level almost instantaneously because she was a great example of how to be Jesus to people. That sounds weird, right? Because she's a drug addict and she was not, according to us, walking with the Lord. She gave you the shirt off her back. She was here. Every, all it took was a phone call. What do you you know? Well, I might do, do it now, but. And as we walked together, and I intercessorily prayed for her, not, I prayed in the spot between the enemy and her life in the name of Jesus to break that off. I didn't counsel her on how to be off drugs, because Christ has to do that for people. I can't. Now, I've shaken a lot of those things off, so I could be an example to her right but my job was to love her not control her and watch her grow and be able to stand in the place of intercessory for her to where she was interceding for you and you even though she was putting crap in her veins and I saw a lot through the process with Tony I saw demonic possession I saw these things But the only thing I could do was intercede for her. That's it. Love her. Lift her up. So that she could continue to grow in her walk of the kingdom on this planet. She made it. The reality was she made it with Jesus way before I came into her picture. And that's another piece for later. But one thing that I've noticed is when I said yes to Jesus, it didn't become easier. Right? Right? I just said yes to the process he told us to have to become the kingdom man I'm supposed to be on this planet through prayer. And I got a lot of issues still. But those triggers, those things that keep me from growing and that now are gone in Jesus' name, right? Because he didn't do that walking around. He didn't do that walking. And it's like, no, he didn't curse anybody. He always blessed them with his words. Those things. And this all leads into prayer because prayer has been the discipline, that the, the one discipline that the Lord has used in my life that's given me freedom to pursue him as I see fit. I want you and you to proceed as you see fit. And I will love you, be an ear, whatever it is that I am needed to have and be for you in your life. That's what we all are supposed to do for each other. I might just be a person that knows all these resources, so you ain't got to pay your bills. So that you can focus on your walk. You don't have that stress no more. And that's what he's done through me with prayer. Okay, so I want to pass, and this is very loose framework, okay? Joey, here you go, man. Take a walk. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Um, He didn't know he was going to do that. The thing that I want you to look at um, with this piece of paper, I'm really not going to, there's, there's a lot of verses. Unfortunately, the copy, what we had, was from 2005, and so when I tried to get it, it's kind of blurry. But you can read all of the, uh, the top, the, the verses that are there, okay? Um, and if you notice, this was very ironic. Eric and I literally talked about this morning, um, as he came in at the coffee bar this morning, and then he had no idea what this was that I had, and he came up to me after we, or right before we prayed, and he's like, "I think I'm going to read from here," as he was just kind of looking through his Bible. And he pointed out Acts 4:24 through 31. It's just beautiful. And I see these things happen all the time anymore. And I think it's because um, I really do subscribe to wanting to hear the Lord's voice, however that plays out in my own life, whether it's within my heart, in my head, outside, or Robin, or Quinn. or well, I want to hear the truth like that. And when I read this over again, which was last night, for the first time in a long time, it gave me all these, it encouraged me because I'm doing a lot of it now, as messed up as I am. You know, and, and it's been real. yes, honey, interruption. Yes, it surely does. Um, and on the backside, what I found it interesting was Jesus' op- apostolic prayers. Now, I'll touch on that part at another time. Um, the important part I want you to see, and, and correct me, guys, in your prayer group. You're going through some of this now. Kind of. Kind of. What I did in the beginning, (laughs) because I'm slow head, right? I would just take one a week. Okay? And I wouldn't try to perfect it. I'd do my rote thing that I was trained to do. I'm going to read this every day. It's up on my whatever mirror, whatever. I'm going to do this. But the amazing part was once the words we're in here and I could remember the words. I stepped away from the rote thing and I just would be, and when I needed it, it'd be there. To encourage another person, whether it be the verse or my interpretation of that verse, explaining so they understand it. And this was the beginning of my process to even be involved in the house of prayer. Um, A lot of us... I get stuck easily um, in the bad stuff. Uh, And what I mean by that is I have a bad habit of saying things sometimes that make people angry, right? Um, And sometimes I don't even know I do it. I don't intend to ever, but the process I've I've been led through which is really the bottom line. we got to be vessels of the Lord, Jesus Christ, right? We've got to be vessels so that we understand that and what the Father is so that we can bring awareness to those that walk around us that truly are kingdom people, right? God created. I see, thanks, my little reminder. <laughs> he says you're long-winded, y'all. That's what he said about me. I'm like, uh uh Okay. Um, (laughs) He warned me he was going to do this to me. I'm like, dude, there's a clock back there on the wall. I can see. Love you, man. The big picture. Um, We've talked a little bit, Quinn and I, and the group on on our Sunday morning thing. And... um, I dropped this in your lap because I think I know a few of you. You're very much, I want to see what that's about. I have no idea. He's crazy. You know, I want to see what he's talking about other than this. Um, one of the things that I've had a passion for since we've, when we moved to Columbus in our process, we looked for a church, right? Because we had no family, no church, well, a month and a half into it, no job, and uh, our only criteria for a church was to find something that had some type of house of prayer understanding. And this is the beauty of it. So we saw this thing online. They were doing this live feed over at a church in Brown County. I'll keep the names out of stuff. But over there, so we went all excited. There's a live feed. We get to do the. You know, we get to be a part of something we've already been and it wasn't like that. wasn't like that. So then someone told us about another church just outside of town that was supposedly kind of like this. It wasn't like that. And then for a year, the Harrison family, who hasn't attended for a little while, worked on my wife at the walker spot at Smith Elementary to come here. All right? And we came here, and she was like, no way. There's not nothing like, you know. And I'm like, come on, you know, it's kind of young. We'll see how it goes. For me, it was really easy because the beautiful part of coming to the living room was, for me was my mind was open enough to see the parts that I was trained in in the house of prayer exist in the individuals that were here. I.e., you know, the first leader, Brandon and Quinn and Doug and Ryan and these people... And then the attraction of what those, the other people that were coming and going through here, we fit in. And you know why? We were given the freedom to be us in the Lord. And that's what the living room, I feel, is really about. Um, so, fruition to prayer, right? We all want to hear about that because it's beautiful stuff. Um, a lot of you know the last couple years has been kind of rough for my family, whether it be death or something else, medical or something. Um, Angie's brother, about two and a half years ago, we went to his house, and he said, I got something you guys need to take. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I got these things out of the old church I think you need, and it's what's on the wall, hanging back there on the wall. The ironic part, he says, be still and know that I am God, Okay. The ironic part was, it wasn't for the church, it was for me. The hardest thing I have to do when it comes to my prayer walk is actually taking time to rejuvenate myself with the Lord. And that's something that we need to do. And that's what these prayers of Jesus on the back of this paper were about for me. Promises, right? So now, fruition. Coffee, right? (laughs) The little one is coffee, <clears throat> um, sorry. I never thought coffee would be this thing that I need to pray about. Isn't that weird? And it's not. I don't pray about coffee. I don't. I don't pray about what to do with coffee. I don't. Eric hates how I deal with business, with people in the world. He just does. He's got all. He's the network king, right? We all know this about Eric. He's the network king. I'm really tired of him telling me to go talk to people. Because the Lord hasn't told me to go talk to people. Right? You know. But he's my brother in Christ. So once in a while, I might grab one of them people. and Hey, wow, it did work out, right? It did work out. You know? So fruition. Fourteen years, almost 15 now, I've been in the process of being refined by coffee. That sound weird. Does that sound weird? He put it on my heart. Who wasn't a coffee drinker prior to meeting my wife? Believe it or not, I used to eat spoons of coffee to catch a buzz when I was in jail. But that's the only coffee I liked, right? But she, she was running around in this group of hippies, which was cool. Yeah. Oh, bigger picture. I was a metalhead, a hippie. Uh. Uh-uh. I woke up. I woke up to Rob Zombie every morning until I met her. Then it became Rusted Root. Woo! Dang! But they're into yoga and all this Eastern crap, right? Right. Then we found Madison Green, which is beautiful. But um, the process it gets weird if you're if, if we're in an intimate setting, because I'll just sometimes it'll hit me and I'll just be like blah 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 blah. Now, do I do that in public? There's a lot of different things, right? I don't like that. That's weird to me. I don't like when that happens. Um, So there's a lot of understanding to the dynamics of prayer that I, I hope to share at another time. But the essence of it that I want to relate to people is it's yours. It's not my business. It's yours. It's your discipline that God gave you and all of us to be refined in. So prayer. When I would pray about coffee, especially these days, I pray for his will to be done in it and that the kingdom be built. Not me. My, my signature blend, so to speak, is called Prosper, right? For a reason. I didn't come up with this blend. It was leftover coffee at the beginning of making it legal in the bottom of my bags. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to throw it in the roaster and you bless it. The key to this was, was my understanding of prosper. It took me 14 years. I thought I'd get rich at first. Right? Well, that's what we all think, prosper. Right? No, now I might. I might get good enough and grow enough to be able to steward a million dollars on this planet. But because of my background and trying to be in the world now and not of it, right, 'Cause money's weird in the world and it can really engulf you to make you part of it in the process. So it's grown as it would. I've seen my because of my process to understand what that one word prosper meant and praying studiously to try and get to where I was making money, which I'm just not quite there yet. What happened recently was amazing and and outside of the box. I've been a risk taker all my life, all my life in multiple areas. But I went into three months of prayer because we were about to change our lives completely. We'd already gone through the life where Angie started working after 11 years. Remember, we're talking about money and how we maintain ourselves, right? Angie has ended up going to work. And now she's at the place, y'all, where she makes double the amount of money a month I do. And it ain't a lot. But I prayed. I prayed hard to the Lord about whether or not I should go for this and not worry about finances or anything else. Now there's been a lot of refining that has happened the last since June first, when I said to, you know, two weeks prior to Horizon House, I'm going to quit this third shift position, and I got to go for coffee. There's been a lot happen. Okay. But the amazing little story that I'm about to tell just blows me away. I have not asked Eric. He hates this. I haven't marketed to anybody. I'm going around just being Jeff with people in my walk. And the first and foremost, to be be offered space for free in my not-for-profit that I am now working in to put a coffee house, and yes, I can say that now out loud because we're in process, is a big deal to me. It's an extremely big deal to me. Not to mention the financial literacy program I signed up for, so I know how to deal with being in the world and not of it there also. I hate money. I hate it. But I have to be able to use it right, according to God. And when when Prosper came about, the name, it really opened my mind up to what happened 14 years ago. And... Check out how fast this works. I did nothing. Okay, I have a cousin who graduated graphic design school who asked me, "Can she take on my coffee stuff logo as a um, what do they call that profile? Not uh, portfolio, so she can have one. They're looking to move because of her business and what she does to Southern Indiana, like in Indianapolis between Indianapolis and Columbus." And uh, so that happened. Wow. Joey did a great job for me, the initial getting together of what I wanted, but a lot of things changed. So that happened. Well, it hadn't gotten done yet, and I started, launched a delivery coffee service somewhat through my AmeriCorps buddies for doing meetings last week. I need this label. Okay? So I get to her house on the way home, Remember, I've been praying, this has got to go, Lord, I, I, I have to have some money from this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I've been trying for 14 years different ways to bring it to this point, okay? I get to her house. She had emailed me already the Friday before a completed label. I get, I didn't have internet all day and night Friday, which is weird because I needed to check my email for work and whatnot, right? I get on my, my work email. There's one email. Okay? I had a neat little experience last week before I left where this lady came in. I'm about done. I got three minutes. Be cool. Unless you want to say something. Okay. All right. This is important. Because I've so let. That le- clock it's a out of whack. See? All right. All right. It's All right. I can do this. What has happened was amazing because I didn't ask for any of this. Remember, I'm riding the ride to be prospered. Um, Sarah came in from the co-op to Eastside Community Center. They had said they would do this thing they're doing on October 5th downtown for the kids. Eastside did. I knew nothing about it. This is my job now. I'm not going to be here, right? We're all going to be camping during this day. And so I get this email from Sarah Beth then, which is part of the co-op, asking me to send pictures Of all the products that we would be selling or what we would be doing. I just got my label so I can market it. I'm not even going to be there. But my bag of beans will be sitting on that table to be presented to the community really for the first time. Properly. And I don't know where it will go. Right? Again, I'm not marketing God. I'm just walking around stewarding as best I can through prayer on a daily basis. So do yourself a favor. um, Look at these prayers. Pick one is all I'm asking of you off that front part that fits you right now. Not like what you want to be or anything like that, but what's going on in your life right now. I guarantee you there will be one that will stand out, maybe a couple, but take one and pray it this week. Consistently, and I don't care when, how, whatever, but start the process of being aware to pray. It's really easy for some of us that are organized to cut that 15 minutes out and do it. But is that the 15 minutes God wants you to do? Or is it when you're driving down the road and your head gets hit by Shirley's issues, that you take a moment and you recognize that and intercede for her because she needs it? All of us do. Okay? Anybody got anything they want to ask or say? I'm done. All right. Let's pray. Father, what an amazing opportunity um, to stand up and speak for you. I ask, Father, that your words be heard and they're applied to our lives. I thank you for the relationships with people. I thank you for the confession group that we have that really launched this thing for me here at the living room, that intimate setting. Help us find people in our lives that we can share and walk with and not be derailed by our own stuff. I pray, Father, for a closer unity within the living room, but more so, Father, with those people that we are involved with outside of the living room, that we do have a short period of time. We have the luxury of coming together every Sunday here. And we still need work on relationships. We pray, Father, for those opportunities this week to apply our hearts to the community at large. Let us not be burnt or set aside by those that offend us, but pray for them. Let us not be burnt and set aside by those people who are in authority over us, might not like it but they're there for a reason help us be refined lord to hear and see the kingdom of god as it is on this planet let us relish in the fact that we were given a savior as an example walking around doing it on the planet to model let us grow father so that we are understanding of the holy spirit and the power that he has in us because of christ coming we love you Father. We love you Jesus. And we love you Holy Spirit. Guide and direct us as we go out of here today for the rest of the week. Put those people in our paths you'd have us work with and do things for. In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks y'all. I am long-winded. <laughs> Jeff Bradley is more human than a human.